Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. For those of you watching right now at home, stay right where you're at because I've got some information on Representative Elon Omar that I believe is going to completely shock you, especially since yesterday, as you know, she accused President Trump of committing crimes and colluding with a foreign government. That was at yesterday's press conference with the squad. So stick around for that. It's, it's amazing stuff I'm going to share with you. I'm going to start tonight, though, with how our North Dakota congressional delegation is responding to President Trump's tweets from Sunday. We all know the ones I'm talking about, the ones that are creating this huge media firestorm. They had a, a vote of a resolution on the House floor. I'll tell you more about that in a moment. But so uh, the Bismarck Tribune, they reached out to our delegation. I'm going to share with you uh, their reaction, uh, how they respond to these tweets in just a moment. And... I want to tell you as I go through these in a moment, just have you tell me sort of how you feel about each one. I'm going to share with you Senator Kevin Kramer's response, Senator John Hoven, Congressman Kelly Armstrong. Also, for our viewers out in Montana on West Dakota Fox, thank you for tuning in. We'll share with you what your Senator Steve Daines had to say. Might be a little bit surprised by that one. So before I get to their reactions, I just want to play a quick clip for you of President Trump from yesterday's presser. And I want to do this, just one, to create some context, but also I think the reason you see such a strong support for President Trump, at least for people that are on the Trump trains, because the guy's a fighter. He loves to pick a fight. He's putting America first. He wants to say, hey, look, you want to punch at me? I'm going to punch back. Uh, he, doesn't want to, he doesn't want any weak politicians, weak people around him. So just for some context, here's some of what President Trump said yesterday about politicians. And politicians can't be afraid to take them on. A politician that hears somebody where we're at war with Al-Qaeda and see somebody talking about how great Al-Qaeda is, pick out her statement, that was Omar, how great Al-Qaeda is. When you hear that, and we're losing great soldiers to Al-Qaeda. So you say, look, stop the PC stuff. We're not going to couch out of these people. When you talk about someone talking about Al-Qaeda, things happening in New York. We need to stand up and stand strong for the principles that we believe in. So here's how the North Dakota congressional delegation responded to this firestorm, that, if you will, that's, that's taken place. Again, love to know your reaction to their responses. So here's what Senator Kevin Kramer said. Here's part of a statement that he said, hey, President Trump loves this country and does not tolerate the anti-Semitism or radical socialist policies coming from some of these freshman House Democrats. He goes on to say, I don't believe Donald Trump is a racist. He's an equal opportunity offender. <laughs> I think most people uh, would agree with that statement for sure. Here's Senator John Hoven. He says uh, in a statement, he goes, hey, look, I wouldn't have said what President Trump tweeted out, but he also then called for a focus on policy and issues. He goes on to say in that regard, I oppose policies like socialism and open borders and believe we need to strongly support law enforcement. Uh, here's the one that I think caused some ruffled some feathers, if you will, earlier today. Representative Kelly Armstrong, which, by the way, uh, just moments before we went on the air, the House did vote on this resolution that Speaker Pelosi put up to condemn Donald Trump's tweets, but she wouldn't condemn the anti-Semitism from Ilan Omar. More on her in a moment. But she did put up this resolution to condemn the tweets. Congressman Armstrong voted no. There were some Republicans that voted yay. Congressman Armstrong voted no. Wanted to make that clear. But here's... Uh, what Congressman Armstrong had in the Bismarck Tribune. If we can bring this up, please, so I can share it with our audience, please. He goes on to say uh, he offered the most direct criticism of Trump's comments. 
He said that they were mean-spirited. That's why I've got that finger pointing there. Mean-spirited and factually inaccurate. That's fair. He says engage them on policy all day long, but it just is wrong to tell any U.S. citizen to go back to where they came from. That's what he said in the statement. Attacking any citizen based on where they are from is never okay. So I saw that this morning. I thought, mean-spirited Donald Trump, that's not how it occurs for me. So I did put out on Twitter responding to uh, Representative Armstrong and said, hey, Representative Armstrong, if you feel that real Donald Trump tweets are quote-unquote mean-spirited, I'm curious or would love to know how you feel about Representative Omar's anti-Semitic comments. Or better yet, how do you feel about AOC calling ICE detention centers concentration camps? To me, that is way above and beyond talking about detention centers as concentration camps, as we all know what really happened in concentration camps in Germany. So uh, love to know your thoughts on the breakdown there from the North Dakota uh, congressional delegation. Just quickly for our Montana viewers, I want to share with you what U.S. Senator Steve Dane said out of Montana. I want to remind you as well, he is up for re-election in 2020. He said, hey, Montanans are sick and tired of listening to anti-American, anti-Semite, radical Democrats trash our country and our ideals. This is America. We're the greatest country in the world. I stand with real Donald Trump, President Trump. Yeah, I was going to say, that that shows Steve Daines with the spine. And that's why President Trump, that's why I want to give you some context there a moment ago with that sound, but he's going, look, I don't want to have any more of these weak politicians. Stand up for what's right. Love America. Stand for America. Put America first. And as Kellyanne Conway said earlier today, she goes, I'm sick and tired of these people showing up, putting their right hand up in the air, swearing an oath to the Constitution, and then selling out the American people. That's not right. That's not their job. So please share your point of view with, uh, with us on how these people responded to President Trump's tweet. All right, this is some shocking news I'm going to share with you tonight. Yesterday, the squad, as they are called, Alejandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, Representative Elon Omar, Rashid Tlaib, and Representative Ayanna Presley, they held a press conference to respond to President Trump's presser yesterday. I want to share with you some of what Representative Elon Omar had to say about President Trump. And please, this is a fairly short clip, but please listen closely. This president, who has been credibly accused of committing multiple crimes, including colluding with foreign government to interfere with our election. So I'm going to repeat it to you just so you have this, because what I want to share with you, what she just said, there's very important to the rest I want to share with you tonight. So she just said, and I'm quoting, this president, who has been credibly accused of committing multiple crimes, including colluding with foreign government to interfere with our election. First off, total and complete lie. Mueller clearly stated there was no nobody in the Trump camp that colluded or committed conspiracy to work with a foreign national or foreign government. Nobody, nada, zilcho, which he still wants to go out there and put those lies out to the public. So here you've got Representative Elon Omar lying flat out about President Trump uh, supposedly working with a foreign government during an election. As we all know, that is a very, very big deal if someone were to go do that, Hillary Clinton and uh, the dossier. Uh, but nobody wants an American citizen going around that's going to be running for office working with a foreign national or a foreign government during a campaign. I think we all could agree with that. We all learned from Jeff Sessions, remember this, that, that if you are an elected U.S. senator, you're a sitting U.S. senator, you're on the um, Senate Armed Services Committee, 
So you've got all this sort of stature, if you will, all these titles, but even then Jeff Sessions had to recuse himself because remember he had met with a Russian think, diplomat, a Russian person as a U.S. Senator on the Senate Armed Services Committee. Important context. Now, question about Representative Elon Omar. It's kind of a quiz time, if you will. Do you remember when she was elected to the U.S. House? The U.S. House. She got elected to the U.S. House in November of 2018. Please remember that, November of 2018. Very important day because the picture I'm about to show you is from September of 2017. September of 2017 when Omar was a member of then the Minnesota House. So remember what she just said about President Trump, and this is her in September of 2017. And that tweet in English says, our president... Erdogan has accepted the Minnesota House of Representatives, Elon Omar. If you don't know who that is, we can bring up the next picture, please. This is Representative Elon Omar in 2017 as just a member of the Minnesota House hanging out with the president of Turkey. He's been the president of Turkey since 2014. Last time I checked, Turkey is a foreign government. Hmm, why is she hanging out with the president of Turkey? Is only a state member of the Minnesota House. Let's go to the next picture, please. Here she is again with President Erdogan and some more, I'm assuming, the delegation there that uh, was at this event. So that was September of 2017. Now let me share you something that Representative Omar herself, remember she said no one should be hanging out with foreign governments, right? President Trump colluded crimes. Here's Representative Omar's tweet from July of 2017. She says it was an honor to host the Turkish Council General for lunch yesterday and have him join me for a tour. Hmm. Wouldn't you love to know what the Turkish Council General and Representative Omar were talking about over lunch in, what was I just say, July of 2017? Something to think about. Also, check this out. Back in November of 2016, back in November of 2016, when Elon Omar won her house seat in Minnesota, the foreign minister of Turkey called up and congratulated Elon Omar for being elected to the Minnesota State Assembly in the United States. Why in the world would the foreign minister of Turkey be picking up the phone to call Representative Omar when she just won a house seat in Minnesota? Not even a U.S. house seat, just a simple house seat. Then in November of 2018, again, the Turkey foreign minister decided to pick up the phone and check this out, please, wanted to call and congratulate uh, Elon Omar and Rashida Tlaib on their victory. Now, I want to bring these two up here about the phone calls because, gosh, I seem to remember if someone from a foreign government were to call you, you know, and who knows what went on in these conversations, but don't you think it might be a good idea for Elon Omar to, oh, yeah, call the FBI? Remember that whole deal with George Stephanopoulos and President Trump in the Oval Office? Hey, if someone were to call you from a foreign government and say maybe they got some dirt on a, on a person, would you take that phone call? And there was that big hoorah. And here you've got two phone calls from the foreign minister of Turkey calling Elon Omar. And I don't know, maybe she did call the FBI. Right now, we don't know that for certain. So there's some things laid out about Imar, excuse me, Omar. Uh, with what she said yesterday about President Trump committing crimes, colluding with a foreign government. Here you can clearly see. Now, again, to be fair to her, we all know that sometimes, you know, House people in states, they go on these little junkets to foreign countries. 
Maybe that's what it was, but it does seem kind of odd that the foreign minister of Turkey is calling her when she wins a House seat in Minnesota, and then again when she wins a U.S. House seat. But here's another kicker if you want to talk about uh, foreign influence in an election. Check out this graphic. We can bring this up, please. So the state-run TV in Turkey, state-run TV in Turkey is now calling on Turks, Turkish people, to send money to Representative Omar's congressional campaign. Oh, by the way, that's against the law. That is against federal law to take foreign donations to your campaign. Now, of course, she can't control Turkey's media, but boy, hopefully somebody's got a FISA warrant on Omar, don't you think? They had a FISA warrant on Carter Page. You know, they were spying on George Papadopoulos. Probably a pretty good idea knowing who she's talking to, the president of Turkey and the foreign minister, that just maybe might be a good idea if the FBI had a little FISA taken out of Representative Elon Omar. Love to know your thoughts on that. Here's what's fascinating. We, I laid this out for producer Josh today, and producer Josh is like, man, he goes, you and Laura Loomer and Tori from, and please check out lauralumer.us. You can check out more about this article. But he's like, between you, Laura Loomer, and Tori, you guys found more evidence of collusion than Bob Mueller did through the entire investigation. <laughs> so the big question is, is when's, when is the U.S. government going to pay me $35 million for laying out more collusion between Omar and Turkey than Trump and Russia? That's what I would love to know. <laughs> so uh, to me, that is stunning. Woman stands up yesterday, accuses our president of committing crimes, you know, uh, colluding with a foreign government. And here she is, phone calls from the foreign ministry of Turkey, hanging out with the president of Turkey, Mr. Erdogan. Uh, again, you can make your own conclusions, but I think it's important information to have. Also, the Star Tribune today, right? The Star Tribune, not really a conservative newspaper. In fact, very, very liberal. If we can bring up this graphic, please. They just put out a piece today saying, hey, you know what, there is some apparently new information about Representative Elon Omar's marriage. And if you haven't been following the story, there are accusations that Representative Omar at one point was um, married in her faith to a guy, uh, had a couple kids, and then ended up marrying someone around, I think it was 2009, with the last name of Elmi. Well, now there's accusations that who she married legally, she said he was a British citizen, and many people are suggesting that this person that she married was her brother. And some of you might be saying, well, why in the world would somebody want to marry their brother? He's a British, British citizen. She's over in the United States. Why would you want to do that? Well, there's a couple scenarios, theories that are going on out there. And I'll share with you, according to the Star Tribune, if a sibling wants to get like a visa, if, they want to, you know, if you want to go out and petition for your foreign-born sibling and you want to petition for a U.S. visa, typically takes about 12 years. This is according to the Star Tribune. Typically takes about 12 years to go out there and try to get a foreign-born sibling a visa to come into our country. But according to the U.S. State Department, visa applications for a spouse, someone that you have married, carries a very minimal waiting period. So why the rush to get him in the United States and why the rush to marry him? Again, None of this has been proven. There's a lot of theories out there. Do your own homework. Don't listen to me. Do go, on, go online. Do your own work. But there's a lot of theories out there that suggest that they want to do this quickly because if you're married, you get certain financial benefits when you intend college. Just a quick reminder, where did Representative Omar go to college? NDSU. We talked about it last night. If you missed last night's show, please watch last night's show up on our Facebook page. So here's what's shocking. 
All right, there's been these accusations now going on for quite some time. Representative Omar will not address these allegations in any way, shape, or form. She will not allow her family to address these allegations in any way, shape, or form. The allegations that, yes, she did marry her brother. I don't know about you, but if someone walked up to me and said, hey, man, I don't have a sister, but they're like, hey, did you marry your sister? Be pretty easy to go, no, absolutely not, right? Or someone walked up to you and said, hey, did you marry your brother? Pretty easy to go, no, absolutely not. And yet, here's Representative Omar in Washington, D.C. A reporter walked up to her and, well, watch the video. Filed illegal tax returns in 2014 and 2015. On the Ipswich Committee? Can you tell me definitively or not, is Ahmad Elsie your brother? For the markup? Yeah. Is he your brother? We're in the middle of the legislative briefing. We're going, yeah. Is he your brother? We're going to which one? Foreign Affairs. I'll go with you. Can you tell me definitively, yes or no, is he your brother? Um, and why can't you answer that question? <laughs> Stunning, right? Pretty easy, yes or no. Hopefully you know who your brother is or who they aren't, so it'd be pretty easy to be like, no, that's not my brother, or yeah, it is. She has not said anything about this for years, and unfortunately, up until as of late, many of the media have given her a pass on this. So continue to watch this. You know if the Star Tribune's coming out with it, there's a there there. We'll see where this thing leads. Again, much of what I said tonight, do your own homework on, figure it out for yourself where you stand on the situation, but continue to watch what takes place.